Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of No Beer Left Behind. I'm Brian in North Texas, as always, drinking the finest of the craft beers available. I'm joined tonight with Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you doing tonight? Doing real well, Brian. Combined uh, 10 and 2 across my two fantasy football teams, playing for the grand total prize of about $1,700. So I'm very happy okay. as we sit here tonight. Brag much? Um, Jeez. Not bragging, Brian, but it was a nerve-wrecking weekend. Like, neither of these victories were locked up until Gronkowski caught a 40-yard pass across the middle. So, it's a little—it's more of a relief brag than a brag at all. <laughs> so it's a—it's a, it's a uh, lowered b- blood pressure brag, is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I slept really well um, after. Like I said, Gronkowski caught a 40-yard pass down the middle on Monday Night Football. Actually, the other one wasn't locked up until C.J. Beathard, you know, the Iowa State gunslinger, or the, sorry, University of Iowa gunslinger, um, threw three touchdown passes last night. So, yeah, all in all, doing well. Uh, okay. I've never heard of that person at all. So Exactly. So, you know, that's that's my fantasy hopes were riding on that person. Uh, <laughs> person that literally no one has ever heard of congratulations well i'm i'm glad that he went so far in the draft that you had to pick him up and then someone got hurt and you had to start them it is a two quarterback league so there's really like nothing (laughs) when it comes to bye weeks (laughs) okay uh well that's great i'm glad that you've won your fantasy sports week thank you brian thank you it means a lot coming from you um i'll i'll look forward to your write-up in the dallas morning news tomorrow uh, man, an Austin man wins two fantasy football games this week. <laughs> it's just yeah, and can I you standing on top do, of a car? Who's that guy up in Dallas who does those like super emotional talks about sports and culture? Oh, you're talking about Dale Hansen. Yeah, can yeah. I get a Dale Hansen moment as well? Like, don't you dare! Besperge. Some say sports can cause heart attacks, but after this Monday night, <laughs> hearts were broken in this one Austin home. Exactly. <laughs> Go, going live to Shelley Johnson in yeah. Buda, Texas. Beautiful Buda, Texas. <laughs> and after that story, we can all sleep a little safer knowing that. 10 and 2 Frank lives in Beauta, Texas. Coming up next, which which toys will kill your kids? Yeah. <laughs> in the last five minutes of the show, where is it going to flood next? Because that seems to be all that's been happening in Texas for the past two weeks. Here's uh, random cat gifts that we'll talk about, and we'll mm-hmm. close out with someone who is going to tell you what's, what the weather's going to do tomorrow. They will be wrong. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's it's about, about a shotgun approach to weather as I've ever seen. <laughs> Whoo, doggies. What are you drinking tonight on this uh, rather chilly evening here in Texas? It's a wine night, man. There's the, there's, so I went to the Growler. They had a, a beer trivia night that didn't quite pan out tonight, but it will eventually. Um, the It was the first like night. So Is it beer trivia or is it trivia with beer? 
No, it's beer trivia. Okay. So it's yeah, I, th- I think it's an interesting concept. I think it'll work. Um, just need to like motion, and then you know, I, th- I think we'll we'll get a crowd out there. But um, yeah, so I ended up going out for that. It didn't quite transpire, but we sat. I had a uh, peanut butter temptress. Yeah. Which very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, huge fan. I think they're pretty well done with that distribution now, though. So I think the last couple kegs are around town. Um, yeah, it's sold the out other in Dallas. One, sorry, I said it's it's been sold out in Dallas for a bit. Yeah, because I, I they're probably going to go with like a Christmas temptress of some kind, right? Uh, they're doing this is the last year of Sin Mint temptress. Okay, um, so looking forward to whatever comes next for the temptress temptress specialty beer. Um, we also had a Brute from Brazos Valley, a Brute IPA, okay. which was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so, Brian, you know me and IPAs and how much I tend to shit on them. Yes. Um, so knowing that, saying that I like this that much is a big compliment for me, whatever that means. Yeah, we talked about Brute IPAs a while back on the show. We did. And, about and I finally got to taste it. I've, and I've it still is, yet to taste one. It is a perfectly balanced IPA. Like the, 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 the champagne yeast, and I don't know if it's just this one, but it, it cuts the bitterness and that like funkiness of the IPA so much that it just brings out the floral like goodness of the hops and it, it i don't know I, it, I mean if that makes sense at all it's yeah it's, so it's the, good. Yeast, the yeast that they use in those beers while some people might use champagne yeast i wouldn't i don't think i don't think it's a good idea uh, but they use amylase which helps dry the beer out to zero 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 sugar left okay. in the beer uh, the way they use the hops are all late additions so they are floral they are um, they're much less bitter and yeah, it makes for much less like it, it, don't undersell that like way, way less bitter. Well, and you see the same thing in new England style IPAs. Those beers, if made to style are not bitter at all. As a matter of fact, yeah. they're very, they can be kind of sweet. They shouldn't be cloyingly sweet, but they can be more sweet or have the perception of having more sweetness than they actually have. The addition of amylase into that will dry and remove any any residual sweetness away. So yeah. Well, I'm glad well, that I'm you got to try huge that. props, uh, Brazos. If you can get your hands on the old Brazos Brute IPA, uh, mm. you're gonna have a good time. It's it's even for the IPA drinker. I think this is that perfect balance of. Well, this is the new. Bitterness. This is that new new. Everybody's clamoring to get this style. So. Yeah, but it's a style that makes sense. It like, doesn't on paper because zero sugar, there's only like one or two beer styles that has zero residual sugar, and mm. that's Saison and Belgian Golden Strong. And mm. those are, while they can be hoppy, they are typically not American hoppy. So on paper, it doesn't make any sense. But when you hear people describe it like you just did, I mean, like it, that that is what makes sense. You have someone who is not an IPA fan. Who loves that beer? Someone who could be an IPA fan and still love the beer. That's what. That's what's. Okay. Uh, that's what's great. So what I, what I will say is <clears throat> the the part of um, 
tonight's beer experience that was very interesting to me. That I'm not I'm not going to shit on it because I know some people will like it. But there's a brewery out west of town here called Suds Monkey or Sud Monkey, and they made a session IPA that was so malty Ew. and so bitter, uh, bitter to the point. So when I tasted it first. I took a sip and I said, this tastes like burnt molasses, Ew. like caramel on the stove, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure what was going on with that beer or if that's supposed to be what it tastes like. Um, by the way, uh, breaking news, Canada legalized recreational cannabis countrywide. Okay, hold on. You got you. Sorry, just came across the wire here. Passed the ballot today. Congratulations, Canada. You guys are far cooler. I don't think you needed to say that out loud. Everyone, you're kind much of... better friends with us now. No, okay. Than yeah. Mexico, where are you at? Mexico, come on. I it's legalize. Isn't it already pretty much legal down there? I don't know. That it's, is really illegal. It's legal as long as you have a big enough gun or wallet. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> All right. So Brian, what are you drinking? I am drinking Nosferatu Imperial Red Ale from Great Lakes Brewing Company out of Cleveland, oh. Ohio. Oh, Great Lakes is Cleveland. Okay. Yep. It is a red ale, and it is hoppy as shit. I like it. This is what this is what I remember uh, Velvet Hammer tasting like. Mm. Before I got bastardized. <sighs> well, before I... Mm, it may just be that I've grown accustomed with Velvet Hammer something. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but Nosferatu's... on that beer. <laughs> listen, I've consumed far too much of it to... I, li, listen... <sighs> I have every reason to not like Michael Petacolis. He just comes off to me. He like rubs me the absolute wrong way as a. Okay. He just does. One, he's a lawyer already. Off to a bad start. If well, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, has taught me anything. Lawyers are bad news. Okay, uh, but I, I like that beer a lot. They make mm-hmm. some real shit. No, no, jo- no, no, no joke. They made a Potter's no beer. Driving it. You're no not going to drive that one, right? I don't, I don't know what J word I was going to say, but it wasn't going to be. I jive. feel like you were going to say jive. I was. De- <laughs> you have known me over a decade. When have you ever known me to say I don't jive that way? Skibbity bop 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 da 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 da. No. Uh, anyway, so this beer is good. I never, I didn't get the chance to try this one while I was up in Cleveland a couple of years ago. I love Great Lakes Brewing. I would, okay. uh, if there was a beer, especially a Midwest beer that is mass produced, uh, mm-hmm. for me, it goes Bell's Great Lakes Founders. That's the order in which I go in. Okay. So I, I, I love Great Lakes. And if you're ever in the greater Cleveland, Ohio area. <laughs> And you have a chance to stop by the Great Lakes Brew Pub, definitely stop by. It is a, it's an awesome experience. The best pub, like best uh, brew pub I've ever been to, as far as food goes. I mean, we're talking like extremely good food. I'm very proud of their food there too. So just a heads up, you can drop a hundred dollars on lunch. I know. What? Yeah. What are you eating? Like a fucking rack of lamb? Mm-mm. Nope. People. Nope. I, the missus and I went. We had an appetizer, two entrees, and two beers each. And our tab was $85. I, I did get a beer to go. But yeah, it was $85. Okay. So 
That was at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. <laughs> Damn. We were the only people in the brew pub. I was like, oh, congratulations. This is the most expensive lunch I've ever had in my life. We're having Subway for dinner. <laughs> Turns out we actually had to because uh, downtown Cleveland, everything closes at six o'clock. So. Oh, those towns that are still like broken downtown suck. Dude, I apparently that part really sucks. Apparently the zombie apocalypse comes out when the sun goes down. <laughs> yeah, that's, there there are still several of those towns left in America and you know when you're in one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, damn straight you do. <laughs> very surprised when that happens. We literally walked out of our hotel like Where the fuck did everybody go? Like what is this? Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's it's weird. It's a weird thing. Anyway, Great Lakes good. This beer good. Uh, this is the last beer out of the uh, beer winnings that I had from uh, Instagram. So nice. Well, thank you, yeah. uh, Sarah Meets Beer. There it is. Thanks, Frank. Good job. It's been been good for for the old buddy Brian up there. You know, Woo! I mean, so, so so far, yeah, so far off of this podcast, our boy Troy. And Brian are the only people that have ever benefited. So this is good. <laughs> okay. I think. Oh, sorry. All... And Draft Top. Draft Top. Yes. Obviously, Draft Top loves everybody, so we should plug them every show. Thank you. Yes. And Draft Top was the only one who spread the love for everybody. They did do a really good job with that. Um, I did. I still don't know what I'm going to do with my other Draft Top. <laughs> I, we do, do another give. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I gotta, I gotta, we gotta do a little something with my beak around here, doing some beer, beer, beer trades is what I'm gonna start doing in the next couple of weeks. All that so, aside, you still have a large beer cellar that needs some uh, help uh, cleaning out there, Brian? Now? Um, I wouldn't say it needs help. I, I, I think I don't know if you caught it on the last cast, but I told Parker that I haven't bought beer in the last like six weeks. I did hear that. Yeah, that yep. is that is accurate. Amongst other things. <laughs> I think I know what you're referring to. I will uh, say to the right. I will say I was very intoxicated by the end of that podcast. <laughs> I will tell you that the so y'all recorded that Saturday night. Yeah. <clears throat> that those notifications came through on my iWatch because I sort of intentionally Do you subscribe to but, No Beer Left Behind? Oh, oh! Um, you're talking about the you're talking about the Telegram watch. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought it would tell you, hey, you got a new podcast up there. Well, it does tell you that. Okay. It tells you that when they launch. But so I I had my watch on. I was out at the wedding site. Um, went to a wedding this weekend in Charleston. It was a great time. But I'm standing out there and I get these Telegram messages like, hey, are we recording tonight? Da 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 da. da. And at what eleven fifteen, y'all send the link out. Yeah, it was. Uh, we're gonna record this podcast, and I go, "Oh, this is gonna be fucking classic." <laughs> this thing comes out. I get home after a series of very hilarious and unfortunate events for all involved. Um, get home, and I love how Parker Parker probably nailed the time when I was actively singing Bohemian Rhapsody on a bus. <laughs> uh, absolutely nailed it. Uh, he's like, yeah, he's probably out with some people singing Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> and yeah, at that point, at that point, we had gotten there uh, in that evening. But yeah, it's it's a it's a god given conclusion that every moment we will be singing some music because what else is there to do when you're going from place to place? There's not much. You so, mean, yeah. you don't have, uh, the quiet game tournaments. Ha- absolutely not. Okay. No. 
Why would you? That's uh, not fun. We started. Everybody to, falls. We've been trying to do that with, um, with our daughter, and it doesn't mm. uh, doesn't work. She's really not up for playing that game. No, I haven't been up for playing that for thirty one years. So, I, uh, yeah. So I get home to the hotel, and all of a sudden it pops up: new episode of No Beer Left Behind is available. So I turn that shit on, and I could not stop laughing <laughs> when Brian said. <laughs> You're talking about <laughs> Parker asked me. He goes. He was asking about that Instagram poll. Is that what you're talking about? But he yeah. didn't say that. He just said, "So Brian, about your I poll." That poll. <laughs> he said about that about your poll. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, what about it?" <laughs> it's, it's thick and uh, the def- right. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely go back and listen to that cast. So, anyways, yeah. Had a had a really good time listening to it. So good props on that shit. Yeah, that was after recording that. I don't remember uploading it, so I had to go back the next day and double check my. It was at three forty five a.m. Yeah, <laughs> just so we're clear on that. <laughs> it was. I fell asleep. Well, I guess it would have been two forty five a.m. your time. Yeah, I got done. We got done around one a.m. Mid, midnight thirty, and then yeah, we. Parker and I hung out and chatted for a while because I was like, <laughs> he sent that message of like, "Hey, we're gonna rap soon." I'm like, "Yeah," and then literally an hour and a half later, we were still chatting. I was like, "Wait a second, are we recording this?" <laughs> yeah, it, it was, was good. <laughs> it was I, it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Absolutely it enjoyed it. Anyway, well, uh, if you do enjoy it, be sure to tell your friends and uh, rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, we we see that stuff come across. So thanks everybody that's been uh, you know recommending friends, sending out links. You know what? Good. You know what I say, Frank? These hoes is loyal. They is loyal. They is. Yes, yeah. they so, is. These hoes is loyal. There it is. That that works for me. We'll work it out. Anyway, so Frank is do you want do you want to talk about this weekend, or you want to talk about some current events that are that are kind of uh, on your gears you know, to be so, ground? I'll give a funny moment of this weekend. Nothing will involve names, but it was hilarious. So, Richie, you know who you are. We, yes, Richie. We will refer to my brother-in-law as Richie. Oh no! <laughs> so Richie, that's that's not right. Well, okay, okay, yeah, fair enough. We're not going to do that. Um, we're going to refer to him as. Uh, let's see. We can't even do the normal like uh, incognito mode name. Um, uh, we'll just call Tom. Tom. So Tom, my brother-in-law, ah, okay, um, Dominican, okay. traveled all the way to Charleston, South Carolina, last minute to join us for the family wedding of uh, my other cousin. Um. Anyways, so we're in Charleston, having a good time. Tom, uh, Tom, my wife and I make it to the wedding um so okay let me let me lay the scene here saturday of the wedding weddings at two starts at two now in dominican time two really means 245 okay everybody at the lunch which started at 11 30 <laughs> everybody <What>? at lunch <laughs> sitting fu- i'm going, so fucking confused <laughs> everybody at lunch is sitting going do you think they meant two and everybody except for moi said no way they didn't mean to and i said no i'm pretty sure in america when they say two they mean 155 yeah so anyways doesn't matter two o'clock um 
was actually when the wedding started, right? So at 1.10, we send an image of the family to the family WhatsApp channel of us still getting done with lunch. We're all five to ten minutes away from our hotel. So everybody gets back to their hotel, starts changing. Um, I'm done changing by 1.45, knowing that this thing definitely starts at 2. <laughs> My wife says, uh, we got a cab at 1.55. They're going to come pick us up. What? I was like, okay, this is, th- yeah, church is 10, 15 minutes away, okay? Oh, my God. So I'm like, okay, sounds good. And uh, I-, I told her, I was like, I think that it starts at 2. It starts at 2. And she goes, no, there's no way. Dominicans never show up at 2. Okay, fine. We ain't in Dominican. <laughs> We're not. So anyways, so we um, we get done preparing for, like, getting ready. And my wife asked me to zip her damn dress up. Okay? How'd that go? I zipped this dress up, and it gets stuck. And I pulled it down, and I had to nope. pull too hard. And I ripped through the seam at the bottom. Oh, no. Okay. Now, quick-thinking fleet footed Frank gets over to the phone and says, do you have a sewing kit? Front desk had one. I go, do you know how to sew? (laughs) Oh my god damn it, Frank. (laughs) And the lady goes, no, but I can assist. I was like, okay, I don't really know what assisting means if you don't know how to do it. because I sure as damn well don't know how to sew. Unless it's... I literally had my grandma sew my high school sewing project, okay? Like, there was no sewing for Frank in ever. So... We'll get into that sewing project later, but go on. But ironing, I did iron. I know how to iron. I'm a mean, mean ironer. So, anyways... Iron worker, that's what they call them. My wife takes the dress off, right? And first off, it rips through, and I go, oh, no, it's not too bad. It's fine. Um, and she's like, oh, did it rip? And I go, no, no, it didn't rip. <laughs> and I zip this wife. thing up. Like, we're ready to go. And she turns, and she goes, oh, my God, there's a whole bulge there. It ripped. And I was like, yeah, I was huh? hoping your hair would cover that. <laughs> At the bottom of the zipper seam. Good. That's a good way she to She has long hair, it. okay? So it, it, the odds were high. So anyways... Um, yeah, the, the lady brings up the sewing kit, whatnot. Uh, wife obviously has to get undressed so we can sew this dress back together. She is a surgeon veterinarian, so she sutures this dress back together. That makes sense. That actually is the smartest thing that you've said this entire story. Yeah. So see, she goes ahead and sutures it. it you can hardly tell. Um, and it, in all seriousness, it looked great. I'm just thinking uh, of that compared to what your stitching would have looked like. Absolutely. Yeah, I would have X'd it. <laughs> it looked like Frankenstein's dress. No doubt about it. It would have looked like it, it, the closest I would have gotten to stitching was a football scene. Okay. <laughs> I would have had no other way of knowing how to do a stitch. So, anyways, we get uh, the, the dress stitched back together. Everything happens. We get out the door at 2.05. We start getting pictures, Fucking wedding and it's like done. them walking down the aisle, <laughs> or the, the bride entering the chapel, and we're like, oh, fuck. Wait, like, hold on. Were two y'all... o'clock meant two o'clock. Wait, were y'all... Go ahead. Just tell the story. I, I've got questions I'll ask later. Sorry. We were at a Catholic church. Um, it was a Catholic wedding. Oh. It was a cathedral, um, okay. not a chapel. So we... Uh, yeah, we... We get in the cab, and the cab driver explicitly said, have the address ready when you get in the cab. I say 547 King Street. 
What I meant was 10 Broad Street. <laughs> those, go. those are not close. I don't know the streets of that. Those don't even sound kind of alike. No, so we go to 547 King Street, and he goes, as we turn onto King Street, he goes, you know, I don't think there's a chapel here. I don't think there's a church anywhere near here. And I go, oh okay. Um, and my wife looks it up, 10 Broad Street. We're already 15 minutes late at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we finally pull up to the chat the, the church and it's two two twenty seven. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> We're almost thirty minutes late for this wedding. Um we finally like first thing we do is try to find a back entrance to get into. Uh-huh. Um we were successful in finding the Sunday school classroom. Oh my and god, y'all fucking confession area. Ocean's eleven your way into this goddamn yeah. wedding. So we found the confessions <laughs> area. Then we eventually just okay, we gotta go through the front door. We did Ocean Eleven the front door open. Like no one knew that we were that late, except for her cousin and her husband. I was gonna say the bride he had a cut in front of to go into the chapel. <laughs> no, no, no. By this time, dude, we got there and they were saying I do. Oh like, my god. <laughs> yeah. And in a Catholic wedding, when you say I do, not the end of the wedding. You still have communion, you still have the ring exchange, you still have blessings, you still have prayers, you still have a hymn, like And yeah. a her. I, I do is really just like, oh, you can now sit together and now you wait mm. to kiss your bride until all this other stuff happens. So anyways, yeah, so we, we get through this wedding. It's a good time. We go to the reception. Great time. It's out on a plantation. Real questionable whether or not that should be morally an acceptable uh, thing. You don't you get to that. No, nah, I'm going to go ahead and say no, it should not be. <laughs> Agreed. Tends to be a very huge thing in that area of the country. And I'm sitting there like, oh, we're on a mass gravesite having it. Like, let's go have weddings at Auschwitz. Like, this is great. Don't tempt white people, dude. Do yeah. not tempt white people like that. They will go to like, oh, the most exclusive wedding at Dachau. Ooh. I couldn't believe. I mean, I listen, it was a beautiful wedding. I'm not going to judge, but I don't think it should be a thing. Oh, yeah. No, plantations are wonderful. Mm, for about yeah. what fifty three percent of the population in America, and then the rest of the population, it's a pretty fucking stark reminder of I what really life hope. could have been. And you know the worst part about it, right? So, okay, you're at a plantation. Obviously, an uncomfortable moral dilemma that you're sitting with here. Yeah, and then everybody serving oh, is not no. white. God damn it. God damn it. You have yeah. one you have one fucking job. Don't make this fucking weird. It don't make weird. it weird. It was weird. I don't think it was weird for people who didn't have like a, a, a conscience of what was happening here. But I sat there and I was like, God damn it. Like these are people dressed in thousand dollar suits and this kid's holding up his black pants with a brown belt. Yeah. Like it's it it, it was not good. It was not good. The 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 the, the setting for the cocktail hour was horrible. Um, morally, I felt uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Then we went to dinner, and there. Now, now you got a question, right? Did they only have non, or did they only have white people serving dinner because of a reason? I don't know. I don't know who who did the cleanup, right? Like at this point, you're already morally like, <laughs> what the fuck's going on at this wedding? <laughs> Anyways, so we go to the reception, had a great time. Tom got real drunk. Oh yay! 
Um, <laughs> I love a, it when people well, have I way mean, too much. I mean, Tom has good times at weddings, apparently. So <laughs> he's, That's his thing that he's known for. That's his thing. He's known for it. So <laughs> we have a great time. Tom starts hitting on all the girls. Nice. Uh, 16 and above. And uh, we it. have a really... Uh, fun time with the music well they all get denied and my wife goes up and goes yeah uh just let me know if you want me to come get him uh if he's being too annoying (laughs) (laughs) obviously killing his game right on like off the bat so um anyways we have a good time at the wedding we get in the freaking bus to go home uh go back to charleston to go to an after party actually and we get in the bus and the um, first thing Tom does is whips out the jewel. Yeah, oh, the e nice. But he has convinced my aunt that the jewel contains THC. Mm. Okay. So a beautiful things unfold. Uh, 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 Evolve. Uh, unfold. unfold. Sorry. Unvolve, yeah. I think That's what that you combination word. I think what you combined was a lady's part. I did not. Not a and a, no, and a Mitsubishi it, Lancer, unbelievable type. Yeah. Beautiful things evolve. kind of evolve <laughs> over the next couple of hours, and um, it involves the aunt uh, continuously asking for more marijuana. Yay! And <laughs> her eventually getting to downtown Charleston, saying, oh, "I am so high and I am so hungry." So we go to this biscuit place, eat some of the best biscuits I've ever had in my life, um, have a good time. Everybody got home safe. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was it was a great wedding. There was nothing about it that wasn't fun. There were parts that were real awkward, but it's an industry. And Charleston's one of the biggest wedding destinations outside of Las Vegas um, in, in the U.S. So. I think if there's anything we should do is just familiarize people exactly with what happened on plantations so they just kind of stop having weddings there. I don't I that that part is the only part of the whole weekend where I was like, yeah, mm, what in the fuck are we doing here? Uh these are ancestral uh ancestral burying grounds that aren't marked. Like you, you probably never know but in all likelihood, you did walk across a gravesite of a slave. It, yeah, or if nothing else, so just the grounds where atrocities were ninety nine percent likely to like carried out. That's fine. Yeah, I agree. Right, what's what's fucking whatever? I I do, I don't understand the like. Oh, these people were rich. Yeah, because they didn't pay for fucking labor. Like, what do you mean? It was so impressive that they were able to build this house while whipping people, right? Right. Like, they were. They were, it was amazing that they were able to run these plantations by someone else's hard work and yeah. uh, oh god, and, this and is so beautiful. Yeah, you'd have a beautiful house if you didn't have to pay the person to build it. Yeah, no like, shit. Uh, yeah, sure. You had hundreds of acres of of crops that you uh, you harvested every year. And oh wait, no! I'm sorry, you didn't do any of that. You <laughs> literally were born into this shit. Thank you, American uh, monarchy. That's good. No big deal. Just it's fucking nonsense. Anyway, I don't get it. Well, it's good that uh, you had family members uh, 
screwing other family members over with uh, fake weed and you got some good business well, out of the deal. Well, that was pretty funny. I'll oh, be yeah, honest. No, that's hilarious. Anytime you can get some old people convinced that they're high when they're not, the mm-hmm. only thing better is convincing young people that they're high when they're clearly not. That's the Absolutely. only other thing better. Um, Absolutely. If you see someone in their 30s uh, get tricked into being high, it's sad. It really is. It is. It's sad. Sad. Sad, sad, sad. It is. But there's, there's that moment where it's funny and then you're just like, really? Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, Brian, how was your weekend? Additionally, um, if you don't really care to talk about your weekend, can we talk about your dad's roof? <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about we can talk about the the my entire family's roofs if you want to do that. This is my uh, oh, weekend. Let's do it. My weekend started out Friday afternoon uh, climbing in my attic with uh, a. Oh, that's water, right. You also had a roof issue <laughs> with a with a water damage specialist. Uh, who turned out to be my neighbor <laughs> just on a whim nice. called this company who uh, specializes in water damage because my daughter's closet molded because there's just standing water in the in the floor of her closet. Now, don't know, don't know. Didn't know how can we can we give some props to Frank for calling. What was the issue there? Uh, some, not all, because you did say that the flashing was up at the top of the roof and then it leaked down the wall. So yeah, but they literally did, just didn't have flashing. <laughs> no, they didn't have a wall for the flashing to be affixed to. <laughs> so we, this man who well, is see, a Frank, Frank figured there was some standard involved here. And what would have happened was they didn't layer the flashing correctly. And that's what was seeping. He didn't think they would just not affix anything and it'd be a massive hole <laughs> so what had happened was the man whose profession it is to figure out like how to rebuild a house that gets washed away in a flood he looked at my house and goes huh 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 there's a lot of water seeping out of your weep holes at the bottom of your foundation He's like, because we look, there's weep holes in my uh-huh. in my walkway, which he also goes shouldn't be there because there should be foundation there. <laughs> and I was like, well, there's not, so we're here now. He was like, but there's water coming out of there, huh? Huh? And he's just like looking all around the house. We, I go, well, do you want to check in the attic? Because maybe there's something like we can see a leak, and maybe this leak is larger than just at the floor. You know, so we go up in the, he goes up in the attic. I don't cause I fucking hate heights and I hate my attic in general. It just sucks. Uh, we have 10 foot ceilings even in the fucking garage because someone thought that was a goddamn good idea. So to get into my attic, I have to jump up, grab the attic door, swing it down, jump back up and grab the lap. It's a whole fucking thing. Anyway, so we you should really fix a rope. No. Cause then I won't be able to use my fucking garage. Oh, you mean to the, yeah, no. There is a rope on the door, and it's still that high. Anyway, okay, Brian, I'm short. Just extend the damn rope. <laughs> you know, it's a drill. It's a fucking nope. Rope. Can't do it. Can't do it. Tie a knot at the end it's of it. It's out of principle. After you at this lace it through. Yeah. At this point, you'd rather just jump up and down. You're like the smoke detector, non-battery changing person, complaining about the fucking beeping <laughs> the f- noise. No, I don't. This do beeping's been going on, and I just ignore <laughs> it. And then someone shows up at your house, and you're like, "Oh yeah, no, it's been doing that for a while." No, I don't like, do that. I change I to change the battery. I change that immediately. Although there is one smoke detector that I am completely so I'm gonna have to go get a ladder to change this one because it's mm. every bit of twelve feet into a recessed ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> I, those I, are the worst I, fucking building decisions. I'm like, why the fuck? Anyway, all that aside, 
So okay. he climbs up in the I attic. Yeah. He climbs up in the attic. I go in to check some email because I was quote unquote on the clock. So I felt like I had to do some moving around with the old mouse. So I come back. But you out. were on the clock. Yeah. It was playing by the hour. Yeah. He, I come back out in the garage and I hear him. He goes, Steve. I go, what? He goes, nope, Brian, sorry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> He goes, I'll know. get out of my own house, though. Steve's in here. <laughs> yeah. He was like, he was like, I think I found your problem. I go, what's going on? He was like, well, you got a skylight in your attic. I go, excuse me? He's like, yeah. So we walked over. I climbed up in the attic. I climbed my big ass across some rafters to find a, a little nestled up hole in my roof under a, under like where two roof lines come together. There's just a fucking hole, like a fist size hole. And then what we found on the like on the top of our entryway, there's like a concrete board, like waterproof concrete board. We found a, a black plastic trash bag. And we're like, that's weird. That doesn't seem like that goes there. And he picked that up, and there was a a, a chunk of wood, you know, about a about a fist size holes worth of wood. <laughs> so best we can figure, the jackasses built the house. Realized, oh fuck, we didn't patch that hole. I, I'll take care of this. Trash bag, piece of wood, chunk, in the hole we go. Well, that fell out, and Brian's got a giant hole inside of his roof. So we. What about what about the inspector? Can't you sue them? So we went. We were trying to. We're, we're still. This is ongoing. Still, we contacted our builder, who probably next week I'll name because I will be completely done with them. Uh, we contacted our builder yesterday. They have some Let's super- just say they might strip for a living. Yeah. We fucking... No, no, no. This is a national builder that has yeah. national problems and gets sued regularly they by get, home builders. They get, hey, they get whores by the ton. Yes. <laughs> so I see what you did there. So did they get their PhD? <laughs> Who knows? They, they did. <laughs> anyway. Possibly. But at this point, well, they got a PhD from fucking Trump University, apparently. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we contacted the builder. They said, oh, it doesn't fall. Ooh, just outside your two-year warranty. Mm, Sorry. (laughs) And Mrs. Brian, Mrs. Brian was so livid. I've never heard her as upset as she was this afternoon. I was like, well, I'm glad (laughs) in the most calming voice I could muster. I was like, I'm glad you dealt with him because I would go to fucking jail. (laughs) (laughs) So they're referring us to a third-party warranty uh, company that the builder uses for three to, or I'm sorry, two to ten-year warranties, warranty claims, to see if they have any grounds to stand on, but it's going to take a while. So (laughs) the reality is, like, we have a hole inside of a roof. It has been uh-huh. raining nonstop for two days, and five out of the last seven days it's been raining. So, really don't have a whole lot of fucking choice here other than to fix the hole in our roof and change all the sheetrock that's been affected by the water damage. Yeah, did someone, like, at least, I don't know, put something up there and nail it down so you would not get so much water in? Uh, no, because, honestly, there was, like, where it's located, we could only take pictures of it. Like, oh, we would okay. have to get on the outside or, like, disassemble part of the uh, framework. Just, like, your SOL and your home property insurance should take care of it. Yeah, but our home property, and it's a whole other fucking thing in general, Frank, and I'm really not going to get into I'm in a happy place tonight. 
I don't want to get okay, in but all that. But is the moral of that story that they won't cover it? Yes, basically. Or they told Jesus. us you don't want us to cover it. So it, it's a whole that that is a, a, a giant pain in my ass. The good news is it is the hole is very much tucked away. Uh, mm. So we're we haven't gotten any water. I'm knocking on wood. We haven't gotten any water into the in back into the closet since this happened, and we got rain all weekend. So my guess oh, is when so we had it those is flowing past that hole. Yeah, my guess is when we had all those tropical storm rains uh, last weekend, the weekend before last, it, it that's when it that's when it came through. Anyway, so that is minor roof issues compared to <laughs> my family's roof issues in Oklahoma. <laughs> Yeah, no, these are imploding roofs, yeah. I, so my parents have had built their house in 1990 in uh, central Oklahoma. And from the moment they built it, <laughs> it's been like, it's ridiculous. So they had a chimney on the front of their house. And my mm, senior year of college, the chimney started like really falling off the fucking house. <sighs> and... My parents filed homeowner's claim on it when they had some massive hail damage on the roof. They were like, you know what? We'll just get all this fixed, all this taken care of one time. Let's knock it out. And they quote-unquote fixed the chimney. And, Frank, the picture that I sent you is uh, was from two and a half weeks ago, three weeks ago. And that chimney had been rebuilt no more than four years prior. So the chimney is not more than five years old. And it is leaning at like a, it's supposed to be perpendicular to the ground. That's how most structures work. It's leaning at about a good 70, 80 degree angle from the ground. It is uh, slowly becoming an, an acute triangle if you do the old geometry. It's, it's rough. My dad had this wonderful idea, though. He was going to fix the problem because the chimney is like leaning back into the house and that's where the, the issue lies. Uh, we were getting ready to go up to the pumpkin patch and we were trying to get some pictures of my daughter and some pumpkins because that's what you do when you have kids. And uh, don't worry, it rained so we didn't get any pictures. We can Everybody can breathe safe. We were getting ready to go and my dad goes, ah, I really need you to stay behind. I'm, uh, I'm going go to I'm gonna go to Walmart and get some nylon rope. And in my mind, I've lived, I've known my dad for 31 years, so I knew exactly what my dad was going for, but I wanted to hear him say it. So I was like, what are you, uh, what are you doing with the nylon rope? Like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my dad voice real quick. I'm going to climb up on the roof, and I'm gonna, we're going to tie that nylon rope to the top, and I'm going to anchor it out in the yard, and we're going to straighten that chimney up. Go, well, none of us are going to get on your roof, Dad. <laughs> He's like, bullshit, I'll climb up there. I'm like, you're 72. You're not climbing up on the roof. That's not a thing that we're going to do. Like, that's not going to happen. He's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to lasso it then. I was like, okay, all right. You're going to lasso a 20-foot tall chimney with a (laughs) nylon rope from the ground. You can't lift your arm above your head, and you're going to fucking lasso a And then what? You're going to pull it? Who's going to pull it? And what happens if you do straighten it up and it just fucking comes off? Like, because at this point it's falling into the house. It's got some structural damage, clearly. I go, what happens if you get what you want and you straighten the chimney up and it just fucking falls? Well, I I didn't think about that. 
well, you had them come out and fix the roof last year, and they didn't say anything about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, you've had professionals next to that chimney, and no one said anything. <laughs> Were they professionals? Were they professionals? Or did you get some friends from the golf course come out and patch your roof? I think that's probably what happened. Oh, my God. I told him, oh, I was like, shit, dude. like, y'all are going to be sitting in there watching TV, and a fucking chimney is going to come through the living room. That's what's going to happen. It, it was leaning like a good fucking 15 degrees off center it was terrifying so then he has the audacity to tell me i think they can just uh put some put some wedges in it straighten her back up like straighten her back up (laughs) this isn't a fucking two by four that you just got to put some toenails into you you you've got to be kidding me i was like why don't you just take the fucking chimney off the house you don't use the you don't use the fireplace oh we can't do that son Give me a reason why you can't just cap the goddamn chimney. Yeah, it makes chin. it not functional. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> the whole house is ruined. Yeah, it really messes up the feng shui and the flow. Of the... Yeah. Shut yeah. up. I was like, is it going to hurt your the reset? The garage won't be the same. Yeah, the garage won't be the same. The garage has had a broken window in it since I was in seventh grade because I jacked it with a golf ball there in a science experiment. One second place. You're welcome very much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I broke that window with him sitting next to the window. I oh, know. <laughs> I thought my dad was going to fucking shoot me. <laughs> I literally <laughs> thought I was going to be murdered. <clears throat> anyway, gun control, kids. It's fun. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It's, it's a necessity. Uh, roof, roofs in uh, my family are just going great lately. Also, I uh, got to play Narc at work. I don't know if you ever get to play this, but uh, I got to send out a couple of uh, heads up emails to facilities and our IT department. So facilities, no yeah, facility. There's a there's a ceiling tile that is now completely sagging and completely brown outside of the old men's restroom. I'm like, hey, I'm no, I'm no specialty technician here, but I'm pretty sure there's a water leak up here. <laughs> like, it's soaking wet. It's a different color than all the other tiles. Okay. Then I sent uh, help desk the old. Uh, IT department because <laughs> we have we have key entries to all of our doors and one of our key entries are like card readers is like hanging off the fucking wall <laughs> and I was like listen I don't think this is supposed to be this way and I just want to make sure that uh, we have a fix for it because I really don't think we have anything to be you know uh, skimmed but it's pretty easy to just read all of our car all of our ID cards <laughs> If someone put a little skimmer on the backside of that reader, it would be a perfect place for it. I'm not saying anyone's doing it. I'm just saying it would be a perfect place for it. No response. I got no fucking response. (laughs) I'm like, well, all right. I've saved my parents from chimney woes. Yeah, I know. No need to save a company from skimming data. And yeah, no no need. Data breaches or don't worry about those. What what can can those possibly affect? uh, Yeah. Take, take, five minutes to just describe the importance of what's about to happen here in three weeks. Oh, are you talking about uh, the election? Yeah. Well, Frank, did you, were you able to catch tonight's debate by any chance? I did not. Um, Did, did, was it at least more fair in method and um, 
execution than the Dallas Morning News debate because that debate was an absolute fucking atrocity for debates. So I didn't catch that one live. I was in Oklahoma actually okay. monitoring. Because what they, I'll journey. describe it to you, and then you can decide whether or not this one was better. Because the way that one worked is, is Ted Cruz and Beto were asked a question, and Beto would respond or Ted would respond. If Beto responded, Ted would get a response, and that was a question. Mm-hmm. If Ted was first, Beto would respond, then Ted would respond on Beto's response, and that was it. Yeah, so that one, I, I don't think that was supposed to be set up that way, but that way, that was the way it was executed. Typically, it goes response for two minutes, 90-second rebuttal, 30-second response to the rebuttal. And yeah. that's how it goes. And then it rotates the person who had the 90-second rebuttal. Uh, gets two minutes to answer the next question. And depending on the importance of the question, if it was a general topic, then they both got two minutes and then they got to uh, counter the other one or whatever. Um, but on topics of like direct questions to one of their or stances. Or someone's name. Yeah, exactly. Then there's the response that way. Well, they, so, they, they both... <laughs> it, was, it was weird um, in that Ted Cruz was drinking more water than I've seen any person on stage drink before. Did Beto dominate, though? Uh, he did really, really well. And it was pretty apparent that he did really, really well. And I say that, I'm like... Was Ted wiping his brow? No, Ted was getting... No, because it was not apparent that Beto did well in the last debate. No, it wasn't. Uh, Although his closing closing statement was one of the best closing statements I've ever heard in a fucking debate ever. Um, But Ted was more... He was more frustrated than I think I've ever seen him. Perfect. Including in uh, presidential debates. last debate. Yeah. Well, and it was one of those things like, you can tell when someone gets upset by the way they... By the, typically by the way they respond. Politicians are really good about taking measured responses. Yep. But you Especially can... Ted Cruz. Yes. But you can tell by the way he was responding and the words he was using, even though they were measured and timed, they were... It took a different tone when Beto hit on points like, hey, he's been absent from the state of Texas for the last eight years, and y'all are okay yeah. with that? Like, he's missed more... Missed more votes in the Senate than any other politi- any other uh, congressman ever, or you know, in, in seated right now, and he has had less uh, cross uh, cross the aisle uh, or, votes you know, than any votes in history of of the Senate. Yeah. yeah, he's voted one party more than every other senator but one. Yeah, and <laughs> well, but that that one guy I believe is somewhere in like the teens. Yeah, it's not it's not recent. Like it was some fucking. Hard knock. He wasn't meant to be a fucking senator, dude. They did a whole thing about it. It was weird. There was a question, like, and I feel like uh, each each camp got to submit a set of questions. So there's some questions that better or that were, you know, pretty tough against Ted, and some questions were pretty tough against Beto and their stances they've taken and the actions they've had. Did they ask the DWI question again? No, they didn't do that. I think uh, that's pretty well. He, they, he handled that pretty well in the last debate. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he he has from the get go. That's that's crazy thing. Like these things keep getting brought up. Like uh, it got the question got brought up about did uh, did uh, what about Beto when he didn't didn't approve this like uh, giant fifteen million dollar um, uh, bond for Harvey Relief or whatever. Like, why did you vote no on that? You were one of two senator, two Democratic senators who voted no on it. Everyone else, Republican and a Democrat, rep- voted for it. 
And Beto was like, yeah, I didn't vote for that $15 million tax uh, relief or, you know, that relief for Harvey. He's like, because I'd already raised $185 million and the $15 million was really, it wasn't enough. And I wrote legislature, to, or I wrote uh, a relief plan that would have, like, quadrupled that, but it didn't get past the Republican side of the House. Like, that was his response. Like, that is yeah. the one talking point that you've heard in the last week. Uh, last, you know, last debate leading up to that was the DUI thing. And it was just like, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, Mrs. Bryan pointed out that Ted Cruz might be the most unlikable fucking person on the history of, like, on planet Earth. Absolutely. Just, just in the way he fucking talks. And well, his, 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 his demeanor is disgusting. It's just this slimy fucking human up there. Yeah. She was like, he looks so plastic and fake <laughs> absolutely and i was like well, so yeah, i you know what really annoys me about this debate is it is now going to come down to and you'll see after this thing that happened tonight um ted cruz is just going to come down to that and all republicans will fall and try to fall on this sword for the next three weeks democrats will raise your taxes yeah and you know what you goddamn right. Um, I don't know if you saw the report today that came out, but we are running a $700 billion deficit at the moment. And as I quoted two, two casts ago, but we're headed to $1.2 trillion and $1.5 to $2 trillion deficits before this presidency is over. Yeah. Um, corporate tax receipts are down 35%. Um, your individual tax receipts are down 15%. This, we're in a freaking boom. This is not sustainable. And if you vote for people to keep your taxes at this level, you do not understand the pain that you will be in because you didn't want to pay. So you know that pain that your parents are in right now where they don't have a retirement mm-hmm. because they chose to buy – one car or three cars or mm-hmm. right. This is what we're doing on a national level. Um, and it's our same fucking parents making that same decision. So the reason this election is so important, Mitch McConnell came out today and just stated it for you. He doesn't blame this purchasing of shit or reduction of taxes um, on the fact that, they pass that tax plan. He blames Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. That's what he blames. He says it's government spending on entitlements that is causing this deficit. Now, people out there, if you added up all of the entitlement expenditure in the United States government and the increase year over year, you would not get to this deficit. Yeah. Okay, you would hardly touch the increase in the deficit, which is about four hundred billion dollars since Obama became president. So, if you think it is strictly due to government expenditures on entitlements, you are vastly underinformed and just incredibly mistaken. Um, you'll see. You elect another Republican Senate and 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 uh, House, you will get. A significant change in Social Security and Medicare. It is 
without a doubt going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it will happen on a, on a level to where people won't be able to afford to retire that are betting on retiring in the next two to three years. Yeah. So that's why this is important. This to uh, So that was touched on as well where Beto was like, yeah, well, we're raising taxes, but to make sure that people actually are taken care of and the taxes that we're raising shouldn't affect everyday Americans. That's not the taxes that we're raising. Uh, to sum up how this how this debate went, Frank, here's the trending headline on Twitter right now. Uh, during a section of the Tuesday Senate debate on civility, the Texas senator, Ted Cruz, referenced the Kavanaugh protests outside the Supreme Court and decried left-wing mobs. When, when moderator Jason Whiteley, or Whitley, whatever... Uh, asked a follow-up question, Cruz interjected, "Don't interrupt me, Jason." <laughs> As he was talking, <laughs> yeah, the, it was to say it went well for Ted is uh, is not accurate, <laughs> not not accurate at all. It was uh, it was rough. I it, mean, I'm stunned. Actually, I've never seen Ted Cruz lose his cool like that. Well, what was even what was it wasn't the best. That's don't interrupt me. Don't interrupt me, Jason. So He's on, a fucking moderator. You don't get to say that. Also, when they're talking about civility, <laughs> he's yeah, yeah, asking yeah. a follow-up question. And he just, don't wow. me. So uh, beyond that, oh, every time it, it it came down to, like, who are you going to vote for? He kept bringing up, like, if Beto O'Rourke and the rest of the left-wing uh, liberals get voted into the Senate, you're going to have the next two years of the presidential of the president's term being tied up with ridiculous uh, superfluous lawsuits and investigations into nonsense and that's just waste of, of taxpayer dollars and a waste of time oh yeah Mueller's cost all of 13 million dollars which got paid for by like three jackets from uh oh what's his dick's collection Manafort's deal Manafort's yeah. connections which, which is, well actually the one house in the Hamptons I believe covered all of Mueller's expenses thus far. Yeah, and we know how the U.S. government works in seizing uh, assets yeah, upon arrest, <laughs> especially if you're black or brown. Like they just nothing literally <laughs> taking all of this from you, and it will be sold by the time you get out of jail. If you want to sue us, then good luck. Good fucking <laughs> luck. Good luck, crim, and they just throw your ass in jail. <laughs> God damn it! I mean, dude, I really hope that this swings people. I I don't think it will. Like I still think Beto is such a long shot. I here's here's what here's what uh, drives me to a positive thought, and this is something that Mrs. Brian and I have been really harping on lately when we talk to friends and family. Is that you hear poll numbers come out about like, oh, Ted's up twelve twelve points on this uh, latest Texas Senate poll, or like the Rasmussen, poll yeah, or, or whatever the fuck old Rasputin poll. They come in, and they talk about that. The Nosferatu poll uh, says this, and a bunch of nonsense. Now. Frank, I I know no one who has been called to take this poll. I literally know no one who's been called to take this poll. Mrs. Bryan brought up the fact that polls are typically done on over like landlines. So people who have home phones still with a plug and everything, they get called more often than others. Old elderly people get called, and people who are registered. Uh, Republican technically tend to get called more often than not. So 
Yeah, um, from the base of your of your pole uh, your pole group, you're going to have a skewed uh, a skewed outcome. Now, on top of all that, the one that came out today, which showed Ted Cruz literally up 12 points, uh, it was done among 712 registered voters in the state of Texas. 712. I can't tell you how small of a section of of, of a piece of uh, the voting base that is in the state of Texas. So I'll give this number to you. It was something like 40,000 new registered voters who've registered to vote in one precinct in North Texas. 40,000. So we're going to base the temperature on Texas voters, uh, temperature of Texas voters on 700 people. And we're going to take that as gospel. It is no so fact. It's it, it, even with the other polls. I don't know if poll, you that poll is literally it is it is meant to be disingenuous. So what you get with polling like that this close to an election. So everybody says don't poll within three weeks or a month of an election. Sorry, those are dogs barking. Oh, is that um, what that is? Hmm. So four months or sorry, four weeks within an election, you don't poll because people have either made up their mind or they don't like. They'll make up their mind the day they get there. There's not right. going to be a lot of mind changing. Um, but <clears throat> a poll like that, polling 700 people, that's not statistically like it's not a statistically relevant sample size, right? Um, I would imagine, or it might be in like a single precinct in like a hometown somewhere, you know, a small yeah. town. But then when it's produced at a state level newspaper, what the fuck are you doing? Like what, yeah, and I mean, I, you've got to take into effect, like, are they polling the statistically relevant amount of people within each party? Um, I am I, encouraged by the fact that I think that the um, Beto campaign is being ran phenomenally well. I don't know if you've been on YouTube lately, but if you're in the state of Texas, oh, you can't get on YouTube every tonight, single so fucking YouTube video has a Beto ad in front of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I just hope the kids turn out. It's it, it, This is our election. It, what we decide will happen. And oh, yeah. if we don't take like this 40 and under crowd to 18, obviously, we don't want illegal votes. Sorry, 17-year-olds. Yeah. But if we don't take the bull by the horns here, our parents will run this fucking ship into the ground. Right. Um, they will be just fine with it. They have shown that they're fine with it. They don't give a shit about climate change. You know who's going to deal with climate change? Us. You know, these, like, phenomenally, I mean, in central Texas, think about the amount of 500, 100,000-year floods we've had in the last 10 years. Oh, There have brought, been four of them. Beto brought that up today. He was like, "There's and, in the last five years, there have been four. What, what and, does that say about what's going to happen in the future? Actually, yeah, we're fucking this up. And if if you're living here and you vote for Ted Cruz, who literally is in the pocket of all of these massive corporate um, oil and gas giants that actively now are somehow trying to involve themselves into some sort of renewable energy, but have denied this for decades and don't care um, and don't pay corporate taxes. And I mean, this is our last shot. If we don't get this then we are wasting another two years and Mm -hmm. the tax base gets cut by that much more because they'll make certain tax cuts permanent. They'll enact new tax cuts. They won't spend the money on infrastructure that they promise. They will cut 
the coverage of, of uh, insurance for people with pre-existing conditions. They will be sure to cut um, the coverage of, of lower uh, income families to Medicaid. They will be sure to eliminate uh, certain benefits in Social Security and Medicare. They will be sure to um, long-term enact no corporate tax reform and actually cut taxes on estates and to cut taxes on um, corporate welfare. It's, I mean, if you're not energized and if, if, if it, I guess if you're in college and you don't think voting matters and you're sitting there going, oh, hey, um, my vote doesn't even matter anyways because I'm in a, a super Republican or a super Democrat your vote matters because at a whole, they will add these votes up mm-hmm. and they will try to get a gauge of the next presidential election and they will make decisions based on those numbers. And if you think that more Republicans turning out than Democrats will not ignite them to make more extreme decisions, mm-hmm. you're mistaken. So even if you are in a solid D district, Go fucking vote. Your vote will matter. They will see it. They will decide how extreme they're going to be in Congress going this next. And we were up 3 million nationwide last time. Mm -hmm. They just saw this as their last hurrah. Mm -hmm. And look what they did. Look at the amount of damage they've done. Not, not, listen, I don't give a shit about like how extreme people say they can be. What they've done is what matters. They have actively appointed judges that are making law, um, even though they said judges should not be activist judges. They did that. Yeah. Okay, They have actively ballooned the deficit, even though they said we should be fiscally conservative and we should run our family budget in the government. They didn't fucking do it when they got into power. Yeah, They actively said that we would not... Um, allow corporations to get away with tax dodging, yet they gave them a corporate tax holiday to bring their money back and they gave them um, a lower tax rate when they brought that money back. They actively said that they would overturn Obamacare. They didn't do it. Actually, what they ended up doing it is weakening it and they're actively trying to um, get rid of the um, the um, the coverage for pre-existing conditions. Now, I don't know what else proof you need. This is a party that literally sits there, tells you what they're going to do, does whatever they feel like doing to the most extreme ends of the earth, um, and then gets votes again. Um, yeah, regardless of whose interest it is in. Yeah, they. Yeah, I mean, this this is a party that's supported by people who celebrate the victory of a sexual predator over a an accuser. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you're at least a little bit concerned by the fact that Kavanaugh got appointed, don't vote for Republicans. I don't, I don't understand. Like I'm not a person who's against capitalism, but we are not in a situation where capitalism is even under threat. Yeah. In our society. Um, if anything, capitalism has run so far away with this football that if we don't have a populist agenda, um, we will lose the long-term game. And if capitalism wins, you're no further – you are no closer to a monarchy than you could be. Um, 
you i mean if, if, in the long term capitalism will get you exactly where the queen of england sits today a couple of people oligarchy controlling all the wealth for all of mankind um in a given society so yeah i mean if that's where we'd like to head and if we all hate unions for some fucking weird reason then uh go ahead vote yeah. vote republican i don't hate unions i think unions should exist and i think they should be well regulated and i think just as well as corporate interests shouldn't be able to run away with the fucking cake unions shouldn't be able to run away with the cake but right now we don't have fucking unions we don't have pensions we don't have any of this shit the corporations are literally they make money and they take it away they from make, society and that earn them that it. money so yeah you fuck around with this long enough and you keep pretending like your little fucking farm in iowa is the same fucking important business as apple computers then you go fuck yourself later on when your kids don't have the money to pay for their fucking college. Yeah, ask people out in West Texas who are in the panhandle dealing with uh, what they're dealing with and, and the estate tax and everything else yeah. that they're butthurt about that they were made yeah, promises. Yeah, $2 million farm that they have to hand down to their kids. Now well, that's like the fucking biggest decision in their lives. But they've been told uh, for a long time that, no, oh, Republicans are going to take care of you, and they're not. Matter of fact, they're actively fucking you on all the tariffs that you have for exporting all your crops that you're trying to sell. Mm -hmm. So good job. Everybody wins, right? Oh, so, yeah, I didn't even address the tariffs. Yeah. But another thing that's just so fucked up that like Republicans would have never believed in until Trump came to being. It's extremely annoying. Uh, what else is annoying? I'll run these, run through these last numbers for you and do a quick plug, and then we'll get out of here if that's all right with you. Yeah, no. I'm um, so here's just some numbers. In the state of Texas, our voting a the, the population for voting age people runs just shy of 20 million people. We have just over 15 million registered, registered uh, uh, citizens to vote, you know, registered voters. Uh, let's see. In November of 2016, the presidential election, there was a turnout of just under 50% of the entire voting age population, which is not bad, honestly, because that puts us right just shy of 9 million people voted. You know what's bad is in 2016, that is still 10 million people shy of the actual voting age population. And about five, six million shy of all the registered voters. That's pretty sad in a, uh, in a country where uh, voting has been fought for f by every fucking group that is not white, white male. Yeah, but it's not football, Brian. Yeah, right. He yeah, got other shit to do in November. People. So uh, this year, coming into the March primary, numbers were a little, 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 little lackluster. And when I say a little lackluster... Check these out. 10% of the registered voters on the Republican side came out to fucking vote, and only 7% of registered Democrats came out to Jesus. vote. Seven. Now, that isn't a primary, okay? Uh, the gubernatorial mm -hmm. primary, which you may be th saying, Greg Abbott's just going to roll away to victory. Okay. We're not in a solid red state, and don't let anybody tell you that. So, uh, in the last year, I think they've grown... Over 500,000 registered voters in the state of Texas. So look to see that registered voter to reg uh, voting age population, that gap close. So hopefully we'll have closer to 16 million registered voters in the state of Texas. And if we get close to 50% uh, turnout for registered voters, like we did, well, technically 
turnout of registered voters, we got almost 60% in the presidential election in 2016. Okay. So if we get close to that for this goddamn massive state election that we have coming yeah. up in three weeks. Ted fucking Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is, that will be huge because yeah. I thinks that there's going to be, yes, there will be a lot of, a lot of Republicans voted into office but at various hey, hey, ages. Trump won the state by 5%. Right. Some tells me it is not going to be a 5% win for a majority of tightly contested races on either side, red or blue. doesn't matter. Oh yeah. Both um, sides. But there are fine people on both sides, except for Ted Cruz. He's still a piece of shit. Ted Cruz will always be a fucking roadkill son of a bitch. (laughs) Um, But that leads me to my next point, which is early voting actually starts this Saturday in the state of Texas. So go out and I, I suggest Texas is one of the few states that actually allows people to vote on fucking Saturdays. Imagine that shit. Go out and vote. Go out, find a place that does early early voting, and vote. And if you are the person that, like, hey, you know what? I really like getting up and standing in long-ass fucking lines all day. I'm going to go on Election Day in November. Fuck it. Fine. Go stay in line. And if you're thinking to yourself, gee whiz, I wonder if I'm fucking registered to vote. Look before you fucking go. One. Because if you've registered to vote up until the deadline, which was two weeks ago, I think October 9th. No, it was last Sunday. Uh, okay. So, Sorry, last Friday. Yeah. So if you waited until then to turn in your voter registration, which you couldn't have done online, you had to go either in person or mail it. Thank you. It. Thank you, Texas. Um, it could actually take up until the morning of the election to be be on the voter registration rolls. So, methinks you should go to votetexas.gov, if obviously in the state of Texas, and you want to check your voter registration. Also go to votetexas.gov if you want to see what's going to be on your ballot, which is extremely important. If you are of the liberal mindset and you want to see some uh, really good, like-minded folk in your area who are running for office, go to votesaveamerica.com, and you can quickly check on there to see if you're registered to vote. That one is a lot easier to navigate. A lot easier to navigate. VoteTexas.gov is a .gov site, and it is fucking garbage sometimes. (laughs) They did not ask people who know interwebs to lay out their shit. Um, Although they do have some pretty cool PDFs. Uh, it's not as easy you know, to figure out how to if you're registered or not. I Vote Save America is great. And just go straight there. There's no reason to go do the votesaveamerica.com. Go figure out if you're registered on there. If you're not, keep checking it. Yep. Check um, out the ballots. That's the easiest way to do it. I was going to say, it, well, I, I guess as I was talking, I realized that Vote Save America put local ballots up as they, they did. Yeah. So, um, and in the state of Texas, all of the ballots even at the local level should be updated because early voting starts this week. So ballots have to be live. So go voting, get your shit in, go take care of it. Now that way you can sit back and uh, have a beer, a a celebration beer, because I I like beer. I like beer. Do you like beer? I like beer. You know what else I like? I booking yourself a plane ticket for election day. If you're out of state and you don't have a provisional or a out of state ballot, <laughs> like literally people think about this. If you're in the fucking East coast, the West coast, any coast, the Midwest, whatever, it's going to cost you about 200 bucks to fly home here for election day. If you booked this week, if you're if saying you don't do that long term, that cost will multiply 
tenfold, twentyfold, thirtyfold, whatever, mm-hmm. if we don't win this election. Like whatever you need to do to vote, rain, snow, ice, I don't give a shit. You're there and you vote. And if you believe that cutting these programs are right, you vote for that. And if you have any sense of moral soul, you vote against that. Um, and you you give us an opportunity in this country to fix and, and, and move towards just a fair economy that's not controlled by some massive corporate interests and phenomenally Sheldon Adelson gave 84 million dollars to the Republican Party today yeah that's pretty shitty if you believe that that is the way that society works um, good luck that's not how it works that person gave 84 million dollars have you ever shown up to a strip club and just said hey I don't need to see tits here's a hundred bucks that's <laughs> right that that would be your expectation if you heard an 84 million dollar check got stroked tonight and he expected nothing but just fucking guns and flowers yeah. coming out of the Republican Party. So, <laughs> out of the um, yeah, <laughs> stand in line and, and really think about that. Like, if you think this money is going towards not paying off politicians to do stuff that favor just phenomenally wealthy people, you get your mind checked. Right. I 100% agree. And, Frank, thank you for having that conversation. <sighs> I've been having conversations with some baby boomers about uh, their stance on why not talking about politics is supposed to be bullshit. correct. And absolute yes, it's absolute horseshit. And it leads to a lot of people becoming very agnostic about politics in general. And ah, politics is broken in any way. No, it's not fucking broken. What's broken is you not fucking participating in politics. You're not talking about it and mm-hmm. you not actually making your opinions known because you sit there and you believe this fucked up shit. Like yeah. taxes... Well, actually, cutting taxes will benefit jobs. No, can't be. Rich people always spend all of their money on employing other people. That's just how it works. Our late Lord and Savior, Ronald Reagan, told us that trickle-down economics works. And I trust him because he is a Hollywood actor. Yeah, listen, and now Hollywood is the devil. Remember that. I'm sorry, Frank. I call it Holly Weird, land of fruits and nuts. Remember, they will tell you that Beto got all this money from Hollywood Oh, and I'm not guy. really sure how they classify oh. Hollywood in that sentence, but so, a lot of people who live in California also live in fucking Texas. So yeah, so I'm going to play the closing, and I'm going to tell you about <laughs> Ted Cruz accusing Beto of accept. Oh, he says he doesn't accept PAC money. But and, a- oh, sorry, did 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 Beto bring up the fucking uh, uh, Cambridge Analytica at all? No, yeah. Well, I didn't hear him. I only caught God the last like thirty minutes of the of the debate. But he, did, so Ted Cruz did bring up. He's like, well, there's a there's a big pack in Dallas that's backing uh, a liberal pack in Dallas that's backing Beto O'Rourke right now, and he's put out some very hateful ads in the last two weeks. And what he is talking about is <laughs> is the ad. I don't know, Frank, if you've seen it, where the old man is in a in a, in a little diner. In anywhere city, Texas. No, I have not. And he's talking to the camera, and he's like, "Ted Cruz." I saw a bulletin on my on my door that said, "Ted Cruz, tough as Texas." <sighs> Ted Cruz is tough as Texas. If I were Ted Cruz, and someone said something about my wife, like he, like the president said, and if my president told me that my dad was involved in the shooting of JFK. Whew, 
I would. I'd take him out back behind the shed and whip his ass. Oh my god! <laughs> and he's like Ted Cruz, tough as Texas. <laughs> Come on, Ted. <laughs> like that's the. He apparently released one about uh, Ted Cruz had some like sound clip of him saying like White Castle burgers are pretty good. <laughs> he's like, and he's over here talking about Beto O'Rourke is a is a, a water burger liberal. Please. I love Whataburger. Whataburger's Texas good. Like it's it's fucking hilarious. And for Ted Cruz to bring that up tonight is one of those things that like, oh, Ted, you're not rattled at all. Then why are you bringing this shit up? Because it is completely irrelevant to the point that you're trying to make. Because you're only going to expose the packs that back you and how dirty as shit they are. But you're gonna bring this up? No, Papa Ted, Mr. Raphael got a little butt hurt on these, didn't he? Oh, that's so sorry. I'm sorry, so sorry about that, Ted. God. Ted. Anyway, he's a piece of shit. Go vote. Uh, <laughs> early voting starts this weekend on October 20th. Be sure to go out and vote. Check, uh, like I said, uh, Vote Save America to see if you're registered. Go to... What, why did I just blank on this? Uh, Jesus H. Christ, Brian. VoteTexas.gov to see uh, sample ballots and to see if precincts in your area are holding early voting. And uh, you know what? Maybe maybe we do a little contest or something. Well, maybe we'll announce that next week once early voting starts. And uh, if you send your I Voted sticker in, uh, maybe we'll do a giveaway. I don't know. Only yep, for the state like of Texas. That. We'll figure it out. Rooftop for sure. Yes. So, all right, people. Thank you for joining us. Uh, be sure to tune in each and every week. Check us out over on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at NoBeerLeftCast, and uh, we will be sure to not let you down. I promise you, okay? We're not going to be the Ted Cruz of your life. We're No Beer Left Behind, bitches, okay? Each and every week. Till next time, I'm out. All right, so just uh, so we're clear here, uh, definitely a draft up on the line for whoever votes, um, early voting included. So starting today, um, announced... Right, early voting across the, the listener areas, different dates. So, state, state of Texas. State uh, of Texas. Yeah, if you send it in, uh, you're part of the contest. Additionally, um, Ted Cruz really sucks. Uh, <laughs> really, just a fucking turd. If you hate him, uh, just, you know, vote against him. If you're not able to vote against him, just actively vote for people who also hate Ted Cruz. That's really <laughs> your best policy there. So if you're not sure if your senator hates ted cruz just tweet at right and just say hey what what are your thoughts on ted cruz if they say i i love the man i think he's a real patriot vote him out yeah vote him out that's your first sign that's <laughs> it's sort of like the first step of denial right so um yeah it's one of those first grief steps so definitely do not vote for people who like ted cruz in my opinion humble as it may never be <laughs> i'm out Beep!